Hey, would you give it up for your, your leaders, Ken and Angie? Aren't they amazing? God said, let there be light, and there was. Well, if you don't know me, my name is Samuel, like he said. I'm married to Kirsten, the most beautiful woman on the planet. I have three kids, Cadence Grace, Everly Mariah, and Judah Dean. Um, and yeah, we've been pastors here for, gosh, I think almost five years now. Like, it's, it's gone by like this quick. Thank you, Ken. I just turned 30. Can you give it up for 30 years old? Um, it's, I finally feel like an adult somewhat. Um, not really, but... Yeah, so um, I'm really excited, <clears throat> and one of the things that I like to start out in Rev and with uh, our leadership team is just turning our affection and our attention to Jesus, like forgetting that there's someone preaching up here, forgetting that there's going to be a worship band, forgetting about, you know, your crush on your left or your right, like none of that stuff, like, and actually like turn our attention, our affection, and see if you'll actually like enter the room in a way that we've never experienced. And so how we do this is just, I want us to close our eyes. I want you to put your hand on your heart and I want you to begin to turn your affection and your attention to Jesus. Let all the thoughts begin to just go away until he remains. I can see the Lord just resting on some of you right now. So, just continue just to turn your affection, your attention. We have 15 more seconds. All right, and then I want you to say out loud, like, God, I thank you for your love. Jesus, you are holy. Just begin to tell him who he is, his characteristics. So I'll help you. Jesus, you are holy. Jesus, you are love. Jesus, you're the alpha and the omega. You are the beginning and the end. You're the holy anointed one, the one high and lifted up. You're my savior. You're my deliverer. You're, my, you're the great reward. Just begin out of your own mouth. Even if you can only say, Jesus, you are holy. Just say that. Jesus, you are holy. Jesus, you are holy. Jesus, you are holy. Jesus, you are holy. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We honor you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. All right, I'm from the South, and I'm a little Pentecostal, so you got to, let's try it again. Everybody said. Amen. Come on, now the Spirit's going to flow. <laughs> uh, and so I heard you guys have been in a series called Culture of Honor. Like, you're talking about honor a lot, right? Are we, are we here? If you've not been here, this is what they've been talking about. I think Ryan opened the series up, and then I think either uh, Patrice or Ken Andrew, someone spoke next, and then we had um, uh, Joanna Machen come in and speak, and then Ken spoke last time you guys were here, which brings me to me. Like, why am I talking? It was a great invitation by Ken and Angie, and before we like continue, I just want to honor them publicly. Like, they are mothering and fathering this room. And y'all are some pain in the, no, I'm kidding. Like, they're, they're mothering and fathering. I'm sure you've all encountered it. You can't not be around them without feeling that. So Ken and Angie, I honor you. Thank you for stewarding this room of the house. You guys are doing wonderful. Can you give them one more round of applause? So if you're taking notes and you want to get brownie points in heaven, possibly a jewel in your crown, or if you want to go from single to dating, start taking notes. No, I'm kidding. But I want you to take your notes out, whether it's through your phone or paper or however you do it, and I want you to write this down. 
Tonight's message title is The Root of Honor. Someone just said, mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. The Root of Honor. So when it comes to honor, <clears throat> a lot of times we get caught up in the fruit of honor. So we get caught up in how it should play out, how does it feel, how do I interact with it, what does it look like? But one of the things that I think is one of the most least talked about when it comes to a culture of honor is the actual root of honor. And the Bible has a very clear picture of what that root is. So write this down for me. Whatever I honor, I behold. Whatever I behold, I become. And whatever I become is what I release. I'll say it again. Whatever I honor, I behold. Whatever I behold, I become. And whatever I become is what I release. So if you would, would you turn in your Bibles or on your version app? Let's go to Proverbs 1, verse 7. Proverbs 1, verse 7. I'm going to read out of the ESV, God's favorite translation. I'm just kidding. Not really. Um, <laughs> ESV. Some of you are like Bible translator nerds like me are like, yeah. <laughs> Every translation has a place. Okay, so this is what it says. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so when it comes to honor, to live out that culture, there has to be a lot of wisdom. There has to be a lot of um, instruction. Culture of honor does not happen by default. It only happens by design. So sometimes when we get into cultures that we don't like or maybe we're colliding, it's because we're, we're, it's the result of a default. It's our human side not having honor. And so what it takes is, Ken and Angie to come in and say, hey, we're going to talk about the culture of honor and build this culture. It happens by, culture happens by two ways, default or design. And so when it comes to the Bible, we want to know like what the root is. I gave you the title, The Root of Honor. And I want you to write this. The root of honor is humility. The root of honor is Humility. So we read Proverbs 1, verse 7, and what happens in the Bible is there's, there's uh, cross-references. So this verse is going to give uh, a testimony to the next verse. It's going to say, hey, this is why I was written. I'm going to go to Proverbs 15, if you would, verse 33. And this is what that says, if I can turn to the right place. The fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom. We just heard that in Proverbs 1, verse 7, right? The next part says, and humility comes before honor. Humility comes before honor. If we want the true fruit of honor, we have to have the root of humility. Humility is not pretty. Humility is the thing that, which is funny that she came here, Leah actually has taught me for the last five years. So I came on staff. I was kind of haughty, a lot of great ideas. I had the best ideas in the room, okay? Like, that's how it felt to me, at least. 
And if you crossed my idea inside, I set off an explosive nuke and was like, you're an idiot. Like, don't you see what I see kind of a thing? And then I found it really difficult to honor publicly because I didn't know how to honor privately because I didn't have humility when no one was watching. And so I've had to learn humility over the course of the last five years. And it's been difficult. There's been a lot of weeds in there. But what I've found is that the farther I dig the roots of humility, the higher Jesus is made known. If I'm not caught up in the fruit and I can be found like where the root is, like we see in Psalms 1 and Proverbs 1 that they were planted by streams of living water, like we want to be caught there. We don't want to be caught with a false culture of honor or the false fruit of honor. And so it's, it's interesting, in 15, 31 through 32, it says, the ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Honor means that there's feedback. Honor means that there's gotta be like a level of like, hey, you know, I don't know how many times Leah has been had to be like, hey, you said this, you came off like this. Or my wife in the car, she didn't really say it that nice. Kirsten just goes like, hey, you sounded like a jerk. <laughs> like, you've got to have that reproof, that, that feedback, that another term in the New Testament would be a rebuke of like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but this is how you're coming across. In verse 32, it says, whoever ignores instruction despises himself. All right, see you guys. I'm going to run right after this, so y'all have to clean up the mess. <laughs> Despises himself. This is interesting. We haven't talked about honor yet, but it's connected to these two verses. That we have to be willing to have instruction. We have to have life-giving reproof. And then it says, the fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom. Everyone always goes like, <clears throat> the fear of the Lord is like... This translates to being scared of disobeying the Lord. There's a level of like the fear of the Lord that we have to be like, I don't want to lift myself up, so I've got to dig deep so you're lifted up. Because if I lift myself up, spotlights don't highlight you, they expose you. They're designed to highlight him or expose you. There's no in-between. And so what we find is like, we've got to make sure that there's a fear of, yes, there's an awe when he's in the room, but there's also like, dude, you could kill me. <laughs> like, you've got power. Like, there's a, there's a both and tension, and that's why the root of, of, of honor has to be humility, because it's not thinking about yourself as less than, it's just thinking about yourself less. Like, making sure that, um, you know, one of the things that, we've changed in Rev is like, me and my wife don't really do ministry times. We let leaders do it, we let students do it. Why? Because I don't have to be the guy. Because if I'm the guy, then he's not the guy. Like, hear me, if you want to be the guy or the girl, that makes him not the guy. And he plays second place to nothing. So the root of honor is humility. Let's go look, let's just make sure we're not reading into this, right? Like we want to make sure like we don't build a theology or a belief system based on a verse, 
I like to at least have two, right? So let's go to Proverbs 18, 18 verse 12. Again, the ESV, God's translation. Are you ready for this one? This one's like, like when I got a hold of these, like on my own five years ago, it changed me. Are you ready for this one? Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty. Ooh. And humility, say it with me, comes before. So that means there's a false honor. A self-seeking one. A self-ambitious one. Like it's the one that you want honor, but as long as you're the one getting honored. Because right here it says, before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, prideful, arrogant, puffed up, thinking I'm the one that should be honored. What I found with honor is that if I honor expecting something in return, that's self-seeking. My job, like in all like sincerity, honoring Ken and Angie public doesn't get me anything. Doesn't make me feel better. What it does is go like, I'm gonna honor them because they're leading this room. Like as much as people honor like the guest speaker, I try to honor the people who are actually stewarding. That gains me nothing. But it gains Jesus everything because now he's being lifted up. And so if humility doesn't precede honor, pride will. I like to talk about it this way. Humility takes work. Pride is effortless. Humility takes a lot of work. You know why? Because there's a lot of weeds that we don't bring up. There's a lot of things like, I got it together. I'm good. And it's like, bro, you ain't. <laughs> like humility takes a lot of work. Pride is the most effortless thing you can have because you're born with it. It's, anybody ever tried to be like, this week I'm working on pride. I'm trying to get more prideful. <laughs> like, no one's ever said that. Why? Because it's effortless. Humility takes work. It takes a lot of digging. Most of the time, the work of humility is unseen by those around you. Humility shouldn't be seen, or what is it? Self-seeking honor. Like, if someone walks and was like, I've got the gift of humility, I'd be like, really? <laughs> like, we have to make sure that when we build a culture of honor, we do the work of humility. How does that look? I used to, um, anytime I was in a room, I used to be like, I've got a prophetic word to give. And it was like, I felt like I had to share it. Because if I didn't share it, nobody would get set free, right? <laughs> like, that's the thought process. But I remember the Lord saying, like, would you speak the word if no one heard it? Maybe. Like, honor is something that is, like, intentional. But what do we just see the scripture say precedes it? Someone give me the answer. What is it? Humility. How low we're willing to go 
determines how high he'll be lifted up in our life. Like I like to look at it as like a, a seesaw. Like my kids have this little like tykes one and they keep asking me to get on it. I'm like, I'm gonna send you guys to, to heaven. Like if we keep doing this, there's gonna be some problems. And so this is how I look at humility, right? If I'm going lower, he's being lifted up. If he's going lower, I'm being lifted up. Humility is the intentional work of making sure he is always elevated above me. Which makes honor saying like, I don't have to be the guy. I don't have to be the girl. I'm going to lift the person up next to me. Like, can you imagine if instead of you giving your prophetic word, the person next to you gives their very first prophetic word? Because you were like, hey, what is God saying to you? Like we have, uh, you guys know Ryan. He's got a brother named Ethan. Um, and his wife serves in Redford. Her name is Ashlyn. And we're in the back of our youth auditorium. And I'm just staying in the back. And I go, Ashlyn, do you have anything from the Lord? And she's like, uh, I think so. I'm like, sweet. Let's go share it. And she's like, What? I'm like, yeah, I'll be right there with you. I'll help you. We'll get it. She gave the exact word of what God was doing in the room, and the place got wrecked. And she literally goes, I now know I hear the voice of God clearer than ever. I could have probably given a word. I probably could have been like, God's healing back pain, like, <laughs> like something like that. I could have said something, but I wasn't caught up in being like, I have to give the word. It was like, what if Ashlyn could catch on fire because she heard God's voice? Like, what if, what if a live's heart was like, um, we want to be a room in the house that elevates the other rooms? Like, what if it was like um, a live leaders or table leaders or a live you or students were like, we're going to literally take over Kingdom Kids. Like, we're literally going to take over serving at 50-plus ministry. What does that get you? Like, a bowl of chili? I don't know. Like, not I mean, seriously, like, nothing's like, like, it doesn't get you anything. It just makes him higher. We're lifting up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's what matters. Because when we get to heaven, guess who's the only one elevated? Him. He's the only one that sits on the throne. He's the only one that we cons consistently say, holy, holy, holy. Like, I want to model my life after the one who embodied humility. And here's the tough part with humility. Can I just be, like, completely vulnerable? You can pretend really well. It's only until where there's tension that we find out if humility is active in our life. It's only when someone comes up and judges your character or hits you hard and you're like, the bomb didn't go off inside. <laughs> like, it's only in those moments where we really find out like how low have we actually gone. It's not when everything's going perfect. It's like, okay, like, this person said X, Y, and Z about me. Instead of meeting it, I'm gonna go below it. Instead of being like, oh, that's gonna destroy who I am. It's like, God... I don't understand, I'm gonna go low, would you do your work? 
Like humility is the root of honor. So when it comes to the culture of honor, it has to be tied to humility or when people taste the fruit in your life, it won't be honor, it'll be pride. Like, can you imagine like <clears throat> um, fruit that's been like chemically infused, right? Like, so there's, we get like organic, like anybody drink like organic orange juice? Anybody? I'm the only one? Oh my God, I'm bougie. <laughs> Someone's like, I drink organic water. <laughs> I'm in college. <laughs> like, they just taste different. I'm going to be real. Like, once you start drinking organic orange juice, to me, they taste different. They look the same. They kind of have the same color. They are in like similar bottles. But it's not until you taste it that you realize, like, one is organic and one is malfunctioned and it's got infused things in it and it's got... You're like, oh, snap, like there's different chemicals in here that shouldn't be in there. When we don't actually have a root of humility, like when people taste of a false culture of honor, it's not until they bite into it that they go, ugh. Like this is what humility does. It ties us to the right nutrients. It ties us to the right river. It doesn't tie us to the one that's over there like, Ratchet, messing around, doing weird things. Like, we're tied to the right river. Because I don't know about you, like, I don't want to, like, have a haughty spirit. Because that means destruction's about to happen. Like, what I want is, like, God, would you, would you birth humility in me? Would you put a hunger and a desire in me that when I have humility, I see the kingdom coming much easier? Like when there's humility in you, when it's actually like taking root and people start tasting of the fruit in your life, the kingdom is expressed and experienced much easier. Humility, I don't typically get like worn out when I'm going after humility. Why? Because I'm becoming more like Jesus and he's being lifted up. Humility is the root of honor. Before we get into our discussion questions, I don't know how long, how long do I have? An hour, you said, right? An hour? Two hours? Three hours? Midnight? Revival? Could you handle it? I heard, I heard a, someone say that if revival hit and you don't have humility, you'd leave in the first hour. And I was like, wait, what? What does that even mean? <laughs> He's like, oh, your pride would make you leave because you wouldn't be the one on stage. I was like, oh, well, that's kind of savage. <laughs> but... As we get into our discussion, like, I, I believe the Holy Spirit's already doing internal work on people. I believe that, like, when we talk about who he is and characteristics of Jesus, he makes himself prevalent in a room. I believe when we talk about biblical truths that the Holy Spirit can't wait to do something. I believe, like, you know, we say, like, you know, Holy Spirit, open our eyes and our ears and I, in the hearts to like receive, I totally agree with that. Most of the time, it's your choice, though. Would I tune in? Would I listen? Would I receive? Would I see? Open my eyes, Lord, so that I may see. Like it's a it's a partnership with God. Like as much as I want Him to open my ears, would I be willing to open mine? Would I be willing to have an authentic conversation 
that builds an unshakable foundation? Would I be willing to never be noticed by anyone in the room but Jesus? When we were in <clears throat> Brazil, uh, me and my wife, um, Ben Winger, Leah's husband, and Mike Yoder went to Brazil with this ministry called Global Awakening. And uh, had crazy encounters, like saw a birth defect healed, saw cancer tumors disappear, saw deaf ears open, all the things we see. It's amazing. And I remember talking to one, our bus leader named uh, Daniel, and we were just talking, and he said, you know, one time I was sitting with Randy, and um, I, he asked Randy, like, hey, Randy, like, what's the key to seeing miracles, signs, and wonders? And Randy's response was, having a well of humility, so when they break out, you automatically give him the glory and don't even think about taking any for your own. Like, dang, the guy's been doing this for 40 years, seen radical healings. So you need to have a well of humility. So when the kingdom breaks out, you're not tempted with taking the glory for yourself. Let's pray and we'll get into discussion questions. Is that right? Sweet. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, we just welcome your presence right now. We thank you for who you are. Lord, we honor who you are. We're thankful that you'd be in the midst of us. Holy Spirit, I ask for like encounters tonight that we would be able to tell generations later. God, I ask for uprooting and seeds to be planted. Holy Spirit, we love you. Lord, we honor you in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. For more info, please follow us on social media at Alive Vineyard College or check out our website at thevineyardchurch.us slash alive.